Peace and power, people. Welcome back to the podcast, Justice Journey, One Million Voices. This is part two of my guest. Um, We spent a New York minute talking about the nuts and bolts of why are we going down this road again? You know, some of us have been around long enough to see this whole show. And some of us are getting a little sick and tired of it. It can be frustrating, disheartening, angering, depressing. And even when you're trying to be solution-based, it's hard not to get frustrated with this constant reiteration of the same drama. So I'm back again with my native New Yorker, a brother with a lot of information, experience, and also solutions, if you listen to the first episode of this podcast. How you doing? All right, all right. Took another deep oh. breath, so I raised the roll. <laughs> so, so just on a personal note, you know, we talked about a lot of like professional stuff and theoretical stuff, but on a personal note, you know, what, what's coming up for you now and how are you trying to achieve balance in your life? You're not the only one feeling these feelings. So how are you pushing through? Well, uh, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, it's downright depressing, actually. Um, but I am uh, trying to wake up with a perspective of a solution, as you said, um, you know, just trying to, you know, find a, 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 a key, a key to unlock the code of, mm. of um, a balance, balance. You know, the problem is that, uh, you know, you have different solutions for different stratum in the community, in the family. And right. I believe that, you know, there will have to be different solutions for different stratum. There is no monolithic black community, you know. Right. And because of that, there have to be different solutions for different. Even in Harlem here, even on my block. I have different stratums. I have the, the, the people who can afford, you know, um, half a million and million dollar condos across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have people on the next block who are basically on, you know, welfare. Right. And so those two groups, though they may share a, a common ancestry, are as different as night and day. Right. And uh, there is no one solution for them. Now, you know, the the solutions that have been offered in the past simply haven't worked, you know, and, you know, you can point fingers, but that's not a solution either, because human beings don't feel, don't change. They don't want to change. They feel justified in wherever they are. And... Uh, you can offer somebody a handout all you want, but that's not going to get them to change their idea of, of how life, their life should be lived. You know, um, 
So, 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 so given all that, Mm -hmm. you know, for you personally, when you're walking down the street in in, in Harlem and you see the the brother that gets into the BMW with the suit and, you know, then you got the gentrifiers and, 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 and and they're walking around. Okay, but that's that's telling something right there. Huge amount of sister BMWs. (laughs) Yeah. Then you got the, you know. The, the older guy on the corner that, that, that may or may not be homeless, but is not looking too good. How do you deal with the, the thoughts in your head about, because from what I'm hearing from you, especially from the first podcast, you can see solutions that could have been put in place decades ago where we wouldn't be here. Like you said, if the voices of the entrepreneurs were listened to more than the voices of those who were looking outside the community for a fix, mm-hmm. what would black community look like? How do you, how, how have your feelings about being black in America evolved? How are you walking through the world and maintaining your sanity? You personally, not okay. the so, community. So, you know, me personally, you know, I take the prospect that, uh, as you said before, racism is, 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 isn't my problem. I have friends from all over the world, you know, I, treat them as individuals and uh i'm i'm i love to experience uh listen to hearing their experiences their life experiences as they go through the world so i deal with it where anybody who is positive and i have positive black friends we support each other and so i have a support group network and support group of, of black positive people and they come they come from you know many different walks of life but they're all positive and they're they're all successful in whatever defines success for them so you know socialization with individuals who share your value systems okay you know i've heard that now being pushed by you know a few celebrities now so i'm happy because i um uh, i'm hearing you know, obviously they have much larger voices than I do. So, you know, value systems. Who shares your values? Get with right. those people. Develop, you know, assets with those people. And those assets, for instance, I have a friend who's the head of a, 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 a um, community development organization here in Harlem. And, uh-huh. and I, I talk with him and, you know, I... I Frankly, I, I think more can be done, but I'm not in his office every day, so I don't see exactly what he does on a daily basis. So it, it's tough technically to criticize him, but I, I just see so much more that can be done. And frankly, I think he hates meeting up with me because I'm always grilling him like, well, did you hear about this black business that closed? Or, or do you know about this black business that opened or, or you know, across the street or or why is it that there are so few black businesses? Or, you know, why, you know, during the recession 2009, so many black businesses closed? You know, what are you doing to help them? And he tells me the stories. He, he tells me the mistakes people are making. You know, right. um, I, I don't want to get back into that, but, but I want to use some of these examples to explain to you where things could be improved on. I was on a marketing panel um, here in Harlem, uh, a few different marketers were there, and we had a room of about 80 people, 
who were going to open up a business within the next six months to a year. And they were there to gain information on how to make sure that their business succeeded. So, of course, during the panel, you know, everybody shared their ideas. We, quote, unquote, you know, experienced marketers. And so when it came to my turn, you know, I was the last of the four to give a presentation. And, you know, I didn't give much of a presentation because based on what I saw from the response from the other three people on the panel, these people were hungry for basic information, basic information. How do I open this business and keep it open? Not some sophisticated um, Facebook ad, you know, campaign, um, branding. I mean, we're not talking about general motors here. We're talking about basic. You know, I got my money for my 401k. I paid Mr. Landlord. I, I bought some stuff at the wholesaler. Now I'm opening my door. How do I stay in business? The other panelists, I, in my opinion, I thought the information was going right over their head. So, of course, uh -huh. me being the rebel that I am, I open my mouth and say, before we, you know, I give my presentation, how many people are planning to open a business or want to open a business within the next six months? 85% of the people raised their hand. I said, of the people who plan to open business in the six, next six months, how many have bought a book on marketing? Guess how many people raised their hand? None. Two. Mm. 80 people want to open a business. Two of them have bought a book on marketing. How successful do you think they're going to be? Right. So the solution is in our hands. Racism right. is a cloud on the outside. Put on a raincoat. <laughs> what you always used to, to say, you know, that, you, you know there's hammers out there, don't be a nail. Exactly. I mean, I'm talking about basic stuff. I'm not talking about we got to dig up Einstein out of his grave put the brain back in his head and figure this. <laughs> I mean, this shit is this shit is simple. Okay, so so here's my next question. So it sounds like for you for balance is to surround yourself with people who and as long as you can keep that conversation going, you feel and, and, and that's how you respond to people who feel helpless. It tell them is it's not that complicated. It's not that deep. Get yourself some basic information. And, it, and move it, from a place of power as opposed to waiting for somebody else to make pressing yeah. the button in my uh, yeah access to capital capital is the easiest thing to find if you've got a good idea if you've got a good idea there is so much money looking for good ideas and I can tell you that from Wall Street in the black community if there's a real estate deal you will find plenty of black people because I know them I know them. They will come if you got a real estate deal. The only thing is they were not familiar. They were not comfortable with an intangible asset like stocks or bonds or anything. But money is not an issue if you have a good idea. 
I see. Well, let me ask you this. So just a little pushback, because you mm-hmm. said on the last recording, it was so hard for you when you were doing stock. 30 years ago, it's yeah. A black client. So right. here you are as a black business person uh, um, pitching a, you know, you got your elevator pitch, you got your financials, you got this. The money might be out there, but it's not necessarily flowing to you if you're black from black folks or white folks. What do you say to that? I, what I say is that if you're talking about an intangible asset, hopefully things have changed. I believe they change in 30 years and people are more comfortable. But if you've got a, a, a store or a hairdresser or, or, or anything tangible people can touch with, there's plenty of black people with money who are willing to put money together with that. You know, it's just a fact that it's a lack of, uh, of, of, I would say, practice. You know, in other Mm -hmm. words, you know, nobody's going to give you their last uh, uh, six figures. But if you say, you know what, I need to raise $100,000 to open up my hair salon. And you got 20 black people with $5,000 each. You might have a good chance of raising that 100 grand. You know, if, if, if you just need $25,000 to open up a bodega, you might be able to get, you know, 10, 15 people put up $2,000 a piece. You start small. You show success. You show people a return on their investment. Then the next deal comes in two or three years. You, or you want to open up a dry cleaner. You do the same thing over again. You know, it's like the West Indians have the, the, the susu, you know, when one person buys a house because you have a group or a family or a community, they each put up $1,000, you know, for a down payment in the house. Right. Then in six months later, it's the next person, you know, turn to get the house. You know, the Indians do it. The West Indians do it. You know, I've got Bayesian's friends, you know, Jamaican friends. They bought their houses that way with the susu. It can be done. You know, no, it's going to be tough in the first part to ask somebody for ten or $20,000. But $1,000, $500 to start with something, hell, you know, I've seen, you know, Mexican women with a cart, you know, selling tamales on the street. You know, you talk to them. Uh, my friends all pitched in a few hundred dollars a piece. I raised two thousand dollars, and I started this cart selling tamales. Well, you know, happily, that's happening now. You've got We Buy the Block. You've got crowdfunding. Yeah. You've got We Buy Black. And so these, what you're talking about, the words you have for the future generation, mm-hmm. that is actually more in effect with this next generation than it was with our generation. That right. was more imp- you know, more aligned to getting that safe corporate job or getting something that was pension based. So, so let me ask you this. We're going to finish up in the next 15 minutes with a couple mm-hmm. of questions. What's your dream for Afrofuturism? If you could paint a picture or write a book of what mm-hmm. black folks would look like in the world a hundred years from now, what would it look like? And then the next thing is what's next for you on your plate? Okay. Well, I, I did the first thing I, I think a uh, hundred years oh, is unbelievably far out. <laughs> no, it's not. This people that are a hundred 
years old walking on the planet right now. Yeah, yeah. And ask them how the planet looks compared to 100 years ago. They'll tell you, I can't believe it. Just think about it. In 100 years, we've gone from the horse and buggy to being on the moon. I mean, that's I know. an extraordinary, extraordinary leap in technology. I know. So it's what could be a, Exactly. So as far as I'm concerned, the next 100 years, A, uh, humans are going to not even look like humans. B, I don't think there's going to be any uh, race um, separation because there will Mm. be no race. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Human beings will have evolved physically to the point that, uh, frankly, I I don't think you're going to be able to distinguish between race based on melanin. I I just don't see that. Okay. Okay. Uh, see, I, it, there will be vestiges of, I think, black townships. Um, and black townships, what I mean, where there will be concentrations and tribal com- concentrations. I really believe that we're going into a balkanization stage where mm. there, you know, communities will be separated by, everybody will live in a gated community. Mm. You know, there will be a gate around Manhattan. There'll be a gate around the Bronx. Everybody, it'll go back to, you know, like it was in this country when the Europeans first got here. Everybody will be in their gated community with their own separate value systems. Uh, so and- wait, hang on, hang on. This is your prediction or your dream? Now your dream is, my- is what you'd want to see. Well, so- what, what I, what I, what I want to see. And what would you want to see? I'm not sure what I want to see. I I believe that, I I believe that, you know, I believe in uh, the gated community as the, um, I see gated communities now, you know, except there are no gates around them yet. But I see, Mm -hmm. I see whenever you're a minority in a majority of society, all right, you have to insulate yourself to some extent to keep continue your value system and to continue your success or else right. the majority community will try to absorb you and your assets because that's just what okay. majority communities do throughout the world. So I, I see, right. you know, for instance, you know, um, let's say that Newark, for instance, was a, 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 a I know everybody in Newark got a million dollars. Okay. And I, I, I wanted to throw it in, in the last episode, but let's say, you know, because I'm a strong believer if they had not done this um, poverty, uh, you know, anti-poverty program in the 60s, they had just given every black person a million dollars, you know, and say, you know what, here's your, you know, three acres. Reparations. Mule. Yeah. Your reparations, yeah. three acres and a mule. Sorry. Best of luck to you. You know, you know, don't let the door hit you. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think I think that would have certainly better than the trillions that are spent on all these anti-poverty programs. First mm. of all, I, I really do because, but you know, the anti-poverty programs were a great jobs creator for people outside the community. So exactly, know, yeah. But 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 as far as what I want for the future, for the immediate future, I want I want a, a gated community. Because I've seen that has been the only success model that I've seen work for minorities. You know, I see what the Chinese have done in Flushing, the Koreans mm-hmm. have done in uh, Fort Lee, 
the uh, Indians have done in Jersey City. I, you know, I've seen the successes of those communities, you know, on staying together, not integrating, multiplying their economic power, you know, and they're not anti any other community. Right. They're simply pro their pro own community. Them. You know, so when you the, say the, the it, Yemen, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a, not a literal gate, but it's a figurative gate where we circulate money in yeah. black community, talent in black community, resources in black community exactly. before we go outside vertically integrating. Okay. Got right. you. The, the, the multiplier effect of money, that's for sure. Yep. And, yep. and you, you yep. see, you know, the fact that the middle class left Harlem, all right. And right. And integrated. Yep. Totally diluted all economic and social yep. power. And, yep. and of, of course, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people who made a lot of money on that, you know, Right. And, and, you know, some, in the community and some outside the community. Yeah. Right. So, so And then, so, then we don't have our own resources to go back to what you said in the first podcast. Yeah, but, but see here, but now the problem, the, the die is already cast. And now the value system inside, you know, outside, you know, the community and inside the company are almost diametrically opposed, you know. So, so you've got a problem integrating. You know, can there be a black community? Even in Atlanta, you know, you know, mm -hmm. you see where the lower class, you know, um, black Atlanteans and the upper class black Atlanteans don't share the same neighborhood. So now, or value system. Or value system. So right. now how do you integrate that one community? You know, even, you know, I read an article recently where, you know, they, they said, you know, the bottom line is, you know, the black people in Buckhead are not rioting. You know, it's the people from the south of, of, of Atlanta who are the ones on the street. So Exactly. You know, That's they, why nobody wants to listen to, to Killer Mike and T.I. They're like, you don't have anything to do with what we're dealing with because you, you've left us behind. Right. But, but here's the thing. Now, do you throw it down on Killer Mike and T.I. that he left behind? I mean, nobody, no. nobody handed them a check. No, nobody no, said, but, you know, no, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm, I'm agreeing right, with you that right, the right, value right. system is different. But, 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 you know, but there's the problem. Where does personal responsibility end and, and, and oppression begin? You know, and, and because that sliding scale is different for different communities, how can those communities be the same? Simply, so, so, it can't be solely because they had the same ancestors. That will not carry the day. It will not so carry hold, the day. Hold up. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to wind it down again. Okay. We're going towards the end. This conversation could go on and on and on. Right. I'm going to uh um just I briefly <laughs> No, no, it's listen, I what did I tell you? I wanted to hear what you were thinking, unfettered, and you have given it to us. Um, and what I'm getting out of this, and I hope everybody listens again and then again and again because there's so much information, but you know that we are accountable for our future, that your mindset creates your reality. I believe and that. that. I, I yeah, believe you're, strongly. You know, one last piece, you know, I got to throw <laughs> in. Sorry. I know it's your, your show. got three minutes. I, all right. So here it is. Here it is. You know, it's like it's like uh, it's like um, what McCoy said. Um, um, damn. Um, uh, uh, 
and I'm sure you can remember, uh, you know, Lessons of a Black Planet, um, uh, Funkadelic. Um, okay. So imagine, imagine this. Imagine the black community by itself. Everybody yep. has left the everybody has left the planet, or you know, for whatever reason, and America right. is just a a, a, a black uh, a nation. nation. Okay. Nation. Okay. Okay. What would you do to keep that nation survive? What value systems would you set up? You know, would you have people who don't want to get educated, who who feel that you know breathing is their right? And they don't have to work. You know, that's the way I see things. It's not anybody. I believe that the community is great enough to, to, to excel on its own. It's not right. anybody. Nobody can do anything from the outside if you don't let them. You know, I there you go. Not with $500 billion of economic power. So exactly. for, me, for me, I hate to be harsh, but I find it always an excuse when somebody says to me, yeah, you know what? This person doesn't like me. Or this person is racist. I'm like, wait a minute. You got $500 billion of economic power and you're worried about somebody who don't like you? That, it doesn't make sense to me. Go to okay. an area, all right, where people like you. Build your okay. community where people like you. And okay. Evolve yourself with uh, people who like you. End of story. So so free your mind and your ass will follow. Thank you. Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Mm -hmm. I love your energy. I love your anger. I love your passion. I love your demand for black folks to stand up and be their badass self that they are, which is all you're saying. Uh, sometimes we need to kick in the pants to recognize our greatness. Um, sometimes you can be so uh, addicted to uh, depression, that that's all you see. And um, I fully believe that turn the other cheek means not turn the other cheek to get slapped, but turn the other cheek and refocus your energy on something positive. We are all we need. We are in control of our destiny. And that's all you've been saying these last two episodes. Can I get an amen? Amen. I was going to put the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Listen, man, I love you. I'm going to have you back again because I want to hear what you have uh, new on your plate to share. Uh, you know so many people. You're so well connected. Um, I just feel like you having this conversation with me is going to energize you because I believe in speaking stuff into existence. So something in your daily meditation today is going to occur to you and you're going to create something. And when you do, we want to hear about it, okay? You got it, baby. All right. Peace, power, and love, y'all. Uh, Till next time on The Justice Journey, One Million Voices. There's not just one answer. There are a million answers. Um, They're just waiting for you to open up the box. There you go. Mm -hmm. Step outside your box. Step into somebody else's space. Build something powerful. Build something beautiful. We got this. Peace out.